Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the Catfolk race. This is part of our race overview series where we go over all the possible player races. Catfolk is one of the featured races that came out in the Advanced Race Guide. And listen, I've been waiting to do this one. I am a fan. Yeah, you got, I see you even got your uh, cat suit on and everything. <laughs> Christian, you promised you wouldn't tell. <laughs> I will say that the PFSRD has the worst picture for a Catfolk that has ever been a picture. Yeah, to be to be fair, Wayne Reynolds doesn't do them really great justice, but he doesn't he doesn't insult them like this picture. Sorry, artist. I, I <laughs> still think it's impressive drawing, but it looks pretty bad. Sorry, Purple Deck Games. Uh, Purple Duck. Duck Games. Sorry, excuse me. You ever seen of uh, that movie Unforgiven? It's with Morgan Freeman and Clint Eastwood. The, uh, there's this guy. He's writing a book, and it's the Duke of wherever. You know, the Duke of the West, and and the dumb, <laughs> the dumb one of the main characters, the main villain. He's like a sheriff. He looks like he goes Duck of the West. What's this? And the whole time, the rest of the movie, they keep correcting him, and he's like, it's Duke. And he says, duck, I say, because he hates the guy it's written about. Anyway, there's a joke that nobody cared about. The duck of death. Oh, the Duke. Duke of death. Duck, I says. Yeah, she's, it's just, it looks like someone from The Last Airbender. It's kind of in the same art style, and it's just it's- a frowning person. With, I think, brown skin that's supposed to represent fur. And they're just in a really awkward crouch stance. And, and they're, they're just frowning. They look so sad. It's bad. Let's not talk here. about this bad art. Let's talk about how awesome cat folks are. I love the <laughs> idea of cat folks. I run them very heavily in my campaign. They're featured predominantly. I use them as kind of a Native American theme. Pathfinder, I'm sorry, Paizo likes to have them. They're part of the nature theme. They talk about one of the great things, I think, especially with these featured races and these races in the advanced race guide is the details about them aren't as in-depth as about the core races and it's just enough to give you some info like this one talks about they have a tie to nature so they get along well with elves and elves kind of see them as like you know almost like children like come here let's show you you guys are interested we appreciate that you respect nature let's show you what we've learned so i like that uh what pies has done for their background i like to do a native american bent to them uh I've, I've done some commentary on that with my with my campaigns uh, but I've always, I've, I like to play them. I don't know, I have this idea of a catfolk cavalier that one day I'll make, but I've yet to make. I don't know, I just like them. You know, and if the, you don't want to make your own thing up, you know, Paizo didn't have to put in very hard work because Bethesda already did it with Skyrim, because if anyone puts in catfolk, everyone's just going to assume they're Khajiit and Khajiit, talk with a yeah. strange accent. <laughs> you know what I, I don't like about the Khajiit is something about like their, their hair on top of their head and their facial hair. I don't like it. I like the idea of I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but they like almost like humanize them with some hair that they can have on their face and on their top of their head. I like the idea that it's all just like you'd have on a cat or on any sort of panther. But um, hey, well, whatever you like to look, like to think they look, let's talk about what the game says they look like. Uh, in general, cat folk are lithe and slender, standing midway between dwarves and humans in stature. While clearly humanoid, they possess many feline features, including a coat of soft, fine fur, slit pupils, and a sleek, slender tail. Their ears are pointed, but unlike those of elves, are more rounded and cat-like. They manipulate objects as easily as any other humanoid, but their fingers terminate in small, sharp, retractable claws. These claws are typically not powerful enough to be used as weapons, but some members of the species, either by quirk of birth or from years of honing, can use them with deadly effect. Feline whiskers are not uncommon, but not un- but not universal, and hair and eye color vary greatly. They stand... Uh, I actually hate this, but they stand between 5 feet and 6 feet 2 inches, and they weigh between 130 and 200 pounds. I like, I like to picture them like taller. I like to think that they're tall people they start at six foot two but that's the way it, I literally it. everything's taller than humans though they had to put something in the slightly shorter than humans category <laughs> other than dwarves 
They um, are actually the same ages as humans. That means adult at 15, middle at 35, old at 53, venerable at 70, and can live up to 70 plus 2d20 years. Um, I'm fine with that. You don't have any disagreements with their lifespan? No, no, that's good. I like it. I think it's good. It doesn't offend me. It doesn't offend my person. But um, where's the nine lives aspect of that coming? Maybe it'll be in some sort of feat or racial trait. What I find interesting is that they don't uh, specify whether they have, like, a regular human mouth or, like, an actual maw, like a right. feline. I always picture a feline maw. Yeah, always. dude. This, this picture doesn't, obviously, but I don't Stop like talking about this random picture that isn't even it's related to It's looking at Pizzo. me while I'm reading this. <laughs> the it's picture in the, soul. The, the actual picture in the Advanced Race Guide is great. There's some uh, catfolk were originally introduced in one of the bestiaries, probably two or three. I can't quite remember. Uh, in them is also a good picture of what catfolk look like. Uh, you can find them there. I always I like those pictures. Um, let's talk about their standard racial traits. They are sociable and agile, but often lack common sense. They gain plus two dexterity, plus two charisma, and minus two wisdom. Interesting spread. Obviously, this class was an out at the time, but it pushes them toward a swashbuckler. Dexterity and charisma. I like the idea that they are dexterous. That seems to make sense with cat folk. I gotta say, you know, what they just said here, cat folk are sociable and agile, but often lack common sense. That's one of the things I think that Pizer talks about is cat folks. They just, they seem a little immature in their own way. And it kind they of, kind of fit- just knock stuff off counter sometimes <laughs> and they don't know why. <laughs> they kind of try to take that curiosity aspect of a cat and kind of try to make it uh, into what it would be like if they were actually, you know, intelligent creatures. What's their type? Cat folks are humanoids with the cat folk subtype. They are medium creatures. They have a base speed of 30 feet. And they begin play speaking common in cat folk. And if they have a high intelligence score, they can choose elven, knoll, gnome, goblin, halfling, orc, and sylvan. Sylvan and elven make sense. I'm not sure where this whole knoll and gnome come in. Knoll, why? Just because they're covered in fur? Racist. <laughs> now on to their uh, racial traits. First we have cat's luck. Once per day, when a catfolk makes a reflex saving throw, he can roll a saving throw twice and take the better result. You must decide to use his ability before you actually attempt the saving throw. This is awesome. Welcome to improved lightning reflexes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's essentially what it is. It. I don't know. Do you have to declare it beforehand with improved lightning reflexes? I don't think so. All right, so a little... But still, that's pretty good. Uh, reflex. I wish it was another saving throw, but, you know, you can't really complain. So since they already have the plus two to dexterity, they're likely going to be good at reflex saving throws regardless of how you build them. For improved lightning reflexes, you have to declare that you're going to use it before the results are revealed. So you can see that you roll the five and still do it, but before mm. they tell you succeed or fail. But this, um, you have to do it beforehand. It makes sense to me, though, because they got... I'm glad it's a it's a reflex save because that's kind of agile as their theme. Mm-hmm. If it's a wheels, I'd be like, what? What's going on here? <laughs> uh, they've got natural hunter. They receive a plus two bonus on perception, stealth, and survival checks. All great checks to get a plus two on. And it makes sense as a cat. Uh, they kind of picture them as hunters. So you're going to want that perception, that stealth, survival. It all fits in that theme. They have sprinter. Cat folk gain a 10-foot racial bonus to their speed when they use the charge, run, or withdraw actions. Okay, so note that is the run action. Some people get confused and think that they run, they like move faster. That's when you specifically take a run action. All you do is move during that turn. You lose your dex bonus to AC, and you move like three times as far. Right. And they have low light vision, so they can see twice as far as humans in dim light. That's what I was gonna say for, for all of those, all, all one, two, three, four of them. Very cat-like. They actually nailed that flavor perfectly. There's Definitely. not a single thing there that I don't think fits being a cat. 
If immediately the one I do want to replace though is Sprinter. I don't often use unless I'm really building a character for this reason: the charge run or withdraw actions. The charge one can be nice because if you happen to be wearing armor that reduces your speed to twenty feet, now you can charge sixty feet with the Sprinter thing. But right. I do think that's the one you typically uh, replace to start us off. First alternate racial trait is the one that was actually talked about in the description: Cat's Claws. Some cat folk have a stronger and more developed claw than other members of the race. They gain a pair of claws to use as natural weapons, their primary attacks that deal 1d4 points of damage. This replaces Natural Hunter, which was the bonus to Perception, Stealth, and Survival. That's you're replacing a lot here, uh, but this is going to be essential if you're going to do any sort of natural attack build with them. Right, if you take this with like a Barbarian class, you can kind of skip the Rage Powers that give you claw attacks, I think. Or maybe if you're doing a fight, or just skip straight to having natural weapons instead of having to like develop them through other means. Definitely. There's Clever Cat. This also replaces Natural Hunter. And Cat Folk's generally friendly disposition doesn't preclude craftiness. Some of them have seen social obstacles as games to be played and won. These Cat Folk receive a plus two racial bonus on bluff, diplomacy, sense motive checks. This is funny. I like how they have the idea of like cats need to be playful and they see society as a game. They hit the, the society ball of yarn around. <laughs> They see society as a uh, social experiment. It's a great trade if, if those are the things you'd rather focus on. Exactly. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, you're trading three plus twos for three other plus twos. Just and those, in different styles of gameplay. And those three are the perfect ones that you use when you're trying to influence people. Bluff, diplomacy, and sense motive. Next we have Climber, and this replaces Sprinter. Cat folks with this racial trait possess a climb speed of 20 feet, along with the plus eight racial bonus on climb checks that a climb speed affords. This racial trait replaces Splinter. It replaces the uh, the leader of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cat now. He's no longer a rat. This um, one is amazing, and I whenever I make a cat folk anything, I normally take this just because this is definitely. so good. Yeah, having a climb speed is great because climb checks are so difficult. When you have a climb speed, it's like, hey, forget about it. And I think it's in the wording of climb speeds, or like having a swim speed or a climb speed. You actually don't even have to make a check unless the right. DC is greater than 20, I think. Yep. So anything 20 or less, you can climb without even having to roll. You just say, yeah, I'm climbing up that. And 20 feet, that's really fast. Normally you move, I think it's one-fourth your land speed when you climb, if you don't have a climb speed. So you're looking at, like, from 5 feet to 20 feet. It's great. I love it. Next is Curiosity. Again, replaces Natural Hunter. Catfolk are naturally inquisitive about the world around them, though some are more curious than others. Such catfolk gain a plus four bonus on diplomacy checks to gather information, and knowledge history and knowledge local checks are always class skills for them. If they choose a class that has either of these knowledge skills as a class skill, they gain a plus two racial bonus on that skill instead. Uh, I don't know. It's If you have those as class skills, it's replacing a plus two, a plus two, and a plus two with a plus four, a plus two, and plus two. Right. So granted, you're like a bard... Although the natural hunter stuff was useful, maybe if you're the knowledge check person of the group, this will be a lot sure. more useful. But no, it's only a plus four on a very specific diplomacy check. That, honestly, I don't see used much. Usually, we roleplay that. We don't usually just say, I rolled this high, give right. me the info. Right. Next, we have Nimble Faller. This is replacing Sprinter. Some catfolk have an amazing sense of balance and keen knowledge of their own center of gravity. Catfolk with this trait land on their feet even when they take lethal damage from a fall. Furthermore, catfolk with this trait gain a plus one bonus to their CMD against trip maneuvers. I really wish this included something to help negate fall damage. <laughs> right, yeah. You ignore the first 2d6 instead of the first 1d6, you know, with your acrobatics check. 
But, I mean, always landing on your feet, there's... I think there's an item that does that. It's a magic item. It's kind of expensive. So you're getting that for free, essentially. <laughs> Not super interested, but you know what? I wasn't as interested about Sprinter either, so maybe I would take it, but I like that um, Clamor better. Yeah. It is... Uh, I'll give them that... It, it's definitely with the theme with the cat. Always landing on their feet. Next is Scent. Some cat folk favor a keen sense of smell over sensitive sight. Cat folk with this racial trait gain the scent ability, and it replaces low-light vision. Uh, that can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Scent is so good, and it's really, really useful early in the game before you have magic that kind of nullifies the things scent can do, like detecting invisible creatures and whatnot. Definitely. And that's it for their alternate racial traits. Uh, if When I build mine, honestly, I just get the climber one. It's the only one. And Cat's Claws, if I'm going to go with my uh, natural build. Yeah, surprisingly, Catfolk have not gotten like any support since Advanced Race Guide. Caleb is the only person that's obsessed with them, apparently. It's true. I love these guys, and they really have no support. Even other books, just even if they don't give them like new racial traits and feats and stuff or magic items, they at least give them new favorite class options. And there hasn't been new favorite class options since they got released, which is a long time ago. You should write a strongly worded letter to Paizo. Welcome, everyone, to today's game show. Last we left off, you had control of the board. David, go ahead and pick a category. I'll take weak spots for 600, Caleb. I already told you that isn't a category. In that case, I'll take things that don't fit in castles for 400. All right, for $400, here's the answer. This massive thing won't fit into a castle. Dom, what is a dragon? That is correct. All right, we surveyed 100 people. Top five answers are on the board come across an obviously important character who I've spent hours preparing as a critical pivot point to the story, what do you do? Yes, David. I shoot him in the face. That is correct, and that means you have reached the million-dollar question. Here we go. David, for a million dollars, this podcast is an entertaining podcast where a couple of friends get together, hang out, and play the tabletop RPG Pathfinder together. Is it A, the Trailblazers Actual Play Podcast? B, Pathfinder Academy, an informative podcast about the same game? C, the Trailblazer Network on iTunes, where you can find both of these shows and more? Or D, more information on our website at tblazer.net? I don't know, that's a tough one. I'd like to phone a friend. Alright, let's get Dom on the line. Dom, I'm stuck here, can you help me out? I sure can. The answer's A, the Trailblazers Podcast. Is that your final answer? Yes, A, the Trailblazers podcast. That's correct! And everyone's a winner because everyone can listen to the Trailblazers podcast every Tuesday right here on the Trailblazer Network. Because the only thing nerdier than playing RPGs is listening to shows about people playing RPGs. So they do have two... Archetypes, the rogue has a cat burglar, haha, and the nimble guardian for the monk. We may eventually go over them one day, but honestly, neither of those two are very exciting. Is that true? Yeah, the cat burglar just, like, can attempt to disarm a trap a second time or something, and the nimble guardian is a cool idea. It's like, you pick an ally and you try to help them. As a monk, like, you're basically like a bodyguard, but... It's just because Monk was... This was before Unchained Monk came out, and they're right. so uh, multiple attribute dependency that it ends up being very difficult to run it. There's actually something very interesting here, is there's some rogue talents that only Catfolk rogues can take. There's Deadly Scratch, 
uh, you immediately get cat scratch fever if you get scratched by any sort of cat folk <laughs> with a natural contact. Uh, it's fatal on 100% of cases. This one makes a lot of sense. You can apply poison to your claws without accidentally poisoning yourself, and you have to have the cat's claw racial trait and the poison use class feature before doing this. They have disarming luck. Uh, once per day, when you attempt to disable a device and fails by five or more, you can reroll the check as a free action. You must take the result of the reroll. Graceful faller. Hey, you land on your thing. feet whenever she take whenever you take lethal damage from a fall. If you also have the nimble fall or racial trait, you take damage from any fall as if it were twenty feet shorter than it actually is. That's the thing that should already be built into it, I think. Yeah, it, it should go up to forty with this, but hey, it's there. It's that thing. They have nimble climber. Catfolk Rogue with the talent gains a plus four bonus on climb checks. If you have the climber racial trait, you can take ten on your climb checks even when you are in immediate danger or distracted. Not super helpful because. If you're going to be rolling, it's already over 20, so you don't want to be taking a 10. You want to get even higher. There's single-minded appraiser. You are skilled at determining the value of sparkly things. Thanks, Paizo. Uh, <laughs> you take 10 when appraising gems and jewelry. Ooh, sparkly. Wow, that one's... Um, I can never think of an instant where, like, I really need to appraise something right, right now, now, and I'm so <laughs> distracted by all this happenings around me. <laughs> Which one do I pick up? Lastly, they have Vicious Claws. A catfolk with this talent uses D8s to roll sneak attack damage instead of D6s, but only when you use your claws to make a sneak attack. That's um, awesome. Okay, so that is actually a trap. I think people did the math on this. It's like an average of 0.5 damage more per dice, so like I, not worth a talent. I think it is. You're doing D8s still D6s. But it's an average of 0.5 damage per dice. I don't care. I'm picking it every time. <laughs> it's uh, not as bad as the usual talent for that where you can do that, but you have to... Uh, take a minus one on all your attack rolls or something. Now it's getting over their feet. Again, because these are a featured race, there's not a ton of them. First one is Black Cat. Once per day is an immediate action. When you are hit by a melee attack, you can force the opponent who made the attack to re-roll it with a minus four penalty. The opponent must take the result of the second roll. This is interesting. If you take this feat and don't already have black fur, your fur turns completely black when you take this feat. That's cool. I think this is less cool as a feat and more cool as an idea of something to implement because of the story. If you have a catfolk yeah. player and like they get hexed by something or this can happen to them, it doesn't necessarily have to be a feat. It could be like a story moment of some kind, which I think would be really cool. Definitely. Next we have catfolk exemplar. You can take the aspect of the beast feat even if you do not meet the normal prerequisites. So you're allowed to take another feat now. Normally aspect of the beast requires you to be a druid because you need the wild shape ca uh, class feature. And it allows you to take on the aspects of animals in some cases, such as getting dark vision or low light vision, getting claws, making uh, jumps, and getting a bonus to initiative, which is a cool one for rogues. The aspect of the beast feats, there's six of them in total. One you'll never pick because it's low light vision, which you already have. I guess you might pick it if you replaced it with your alternate racial trait. You take aspect of the beast feat. But now you um, get one of the following three things you can pick from this feat itself. You're, if you have low light vision, you gain the scent catfolk racial trait. If you have the scent racial trait, you get the low light vision. You can pick fast sprinter, which is either you get the sprinter alternate racial trait if you don't have it. If you already have it, it increases to a 20 foot bonus. And you can pick the cat claws alternate racial trait, essentially. Then if you already have the cat claws racial trait, your damage goes from 1d4 to 1d6. Which is great. That's part of what you're going to have to do, because you do that for the natural attack build, and then you take uh, the increased natural attack feat, improved natural, natural attack. attack. So basically, it's enhancing some of your alternate racial traits if you pick them. Mm -hmm. Not the most exciting feat, but if you want any of those options, they're there. 
There's Feline Grace. You need Dexterity 13. You get a plus two bonus on your CMD against Bulrush, Grapple, Overrun, Repositioning, and Trip Combat Maneuvers. That's a lot of them, but still, uh, I don't often pick these kind of feats. Yeah, um, I think a plus two to your CMD is too small uh, for a feat, especially since it doesn't cover, like, all combat maneuvers. Mm -hmm. Next, we have a short little chain. It starts with Nimble Striker. You need 13 Dexterity, 1 BAB, and the Sprinter Racial Trait. You do not take the mass two penalty to AC when you use the cleave feat, the lunge feat, or when you charge. Okay, so as I, as I read that, like, I read cleave, and I was like, me, And then I read lunge, and I was like, eh, that's all right. And then I read charge, and I was like, mm, it's pretty good. Yeah, I like this. This is definitely something you can use. I wonder if, I haven't really played a cavalier, I wonder if this would help the cavalier when they do their charges. Uh, they already take no AC penalty when gotcha. they charge. Gotcha. It's like built into the class. So the second part of this feat chain is Claw Pounce. You need a Strength of 13, a Dex of 15, Nimble Striker, BAB of 10, Cat's Claw, Racial Trait, or Aspect of the Beast Claws. When you make a charge, you can make a full attack with your claws. This is really cool. Mm, this is at level 10? It's Pounce is a very awesome thing to have. Some things it's like It's not really Pounce, though, because it's only with your claws. That's true. So that's a maximum of two attacks, which is still better than just adding one off a charge, but don't mistake this for being pounced, because that's nowhere near as good. You make a good point. Just doubling your attack to, from one to two isn't the best. And that's it. I can, oh, and I can see that on, like, I keep seeing this as a rogue thing. Like, if you can charge someone as a rogue, and mm. you get sneak attack on both your claw attacks in the surprise round, and then you get a full round action on them again, that can actually add up. Definitely. But at that point, I think a weapon would just naturally scale with your BAB better. Maybe. Part of the answer race guide is they introduce magic items for each race that really can be used well with that race. And so the cat folk have two. First, they have Daredevil Soft Paws, which are only 1,400 gold. This pair of magical soft paw boots allows the catfolk wearing them to gain extra maneuverability while moving through hazardous areas. As a free action, the wearer can click her heels together to grant herself plus five competence bonus on acrobatics checks made to move through threatened squares or to move through an enemy's space without provoking attacks or opportunity for up to ten rounds per day. The rounds don't need to be consecutive. Furthermore, anytime the wearer of these boots successfully moves through the space of an enemy without provoking an attack or opportunity, she gains plus one bonus on attack rolls against that enemy until the end of her turn. This is pretty cool, actually. That's really good for just 1,400 gold, and it's actually, I don't think I ever see this very often, I'm very surprised, because Paisel usually doesn't design their items like this, usually it's once a day. Ten mm. rounds a day is enough to say that that's a lot, and I probably don't need to keep really careful track of it, but right. it, it does come up that you will eventually run out. Like, right. I feel I like that's like the perfect amount of rounds for this. Yeah, definitely, and, and again, it'd fit well with a rogue who wants to get behind people to deny their dex bonus. It's good. The next item is the Rending Claw Blade. This is 10,305 gold, so pretty high up there. This goes in their hand slot. This set of plus one Keen Claw Blades is most effective when the wearer has multiple claw attacks per round. When making a full attack with claws, if the wielder hits the same target with this weapon and a different claw attack or a set of claw blades, you deal an extra 1d4 points of damage plus one and a half times your strength bonus. The wearer can deal this extra damage no more than once per round. This counts as a rend attack and does not stack with other abilities that grant the rend attacks. Mm, so at that point, I'd really like to just take the feat that is claw rend. They do have a feat that, or there is a claw feat that says get 
a rend attack with your claws. This is essentially giving you that feat, so if you don't have the slot for the feat, you can just buy this item and essentially buy that feat. Here's one thing I, I'm not liking about it, but I guess it won't matter. But if you're doing natural attack build, never mind. I was going to say, I don't like that it uses your strength modifier because you have high dex, but you're not going to put a lot of points in strength. But if you're doing natural attacks anyway, you're going to have a ton of points in strength. So never mind. And that's the Catfolk. One of my favorite races is very short, not a lot of info, and it's just not supported through any future releases, which is disappointing for me personally. I do hope that at some point they uh, give it a little more love. Yeah, like, this is one of the races that, looking at their abilities, they really, like I said, nailed the nail right on the, hammered the nail right on the head. I don't know how that saying goes at all. <laughs> well, it's the normal way, person way to say that. The normal person way to say that? On hit the, the nail, nail on the head? Yeah, hit the nail on the head. They really hit the nail on the head with the flavor. Like I said, all the racial traits invoke cat-like properties Definitely. without being, like, really annoying and cutesy. Yep. We'll talk about a uh, race that I made that is all, it's almost exactly the cat folk with just a few changes. Uh, that I like the idea of being able to use their tail. Uh, they get a tail which they can use to grab things, but we'll talk about that way later. Uh, but cat folk are, are just my favorite just from a visual perspective. I'm a very visual person. I will make very bad uh, mechanical decisions if I think it just looks cool. So <laughs> uh, this is one of those things where I just like the way they look. I like the aesthetic of them. And so I picked them a lot. And like you said, there is there is some cool things. It seems like they're really run, lending themselves to a rogue. I don't know why I have this idea of doing a, a cavalier, but I do. Uh, and they, they get the nice to dexterity and charisma, which is not an, a, a usual spread so that you can do some interesting things, uh, especially if you're going to be like a sorcerer. You want that plus two to dex to get that ranged touch attack. Right. And you already have a good will save, so you're not as worried about the wisdom drop. Mm-hmm. One of my issues with Catfolk is that you said yourself that you kind of put them into a Native American kind of theme. Sure. They by default they don't have much of a like immediately recognizable identity. Like you look at half orcs and they have that identity of being kind of angry battle like people. You don't have that with cat folk. There's no basically no stereotype to go off of, which can be a bad thing sometimes because you gotta start making up your own flavor to go with like okay, what are the cat folk, where do they mm-hmm. come from? But for con- I don't know how much is in the book that I haven't read. Uh, but for content creators like myself, it's something to run with. I love even the the, the lore that they give me for all the other races. I usually just throw out the window. So it's something that I definitely uh, I was inspired by the small portion they gave uh, in their background. And that's a cat folk, one of my, if not my favorite race in the advanced race guy. But there's a lot more we're gonna get to. Merfolk, I like that one a lot. Oh, and I want to mention this is a nine RP. We talked about. RP being a, a measurement of how powerful they are essentially compared to other races. So this is far less than the Astromir that we covered last week. Nine's usually like the baseline, kind of that's where they balance them out. A lot of stuff we're going to see is around nine RP. Next is the Dampire, which I'm playing. So it'll be interesting to talk to you guys about uh, stuff that I am playing with myself, some experience with the Dampire. I hope you all look forward to that. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Class is dismissed. No one tell him that he said playing with myself. (laughs) (laughs) I said class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our site, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at TBlazer Network. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening.
Want to play some D&D tonight? I can't. Uh, I have to go make love to my wife tonight. Oh, well, um, uh, next time I'll, uh... You know, I don't even know if I love her anymore. I don't really know her. Like, what am I going to do? Someone should tell Jacob that people change, and it takes effort to stay connected with someone. But in the meantime, the fellows at Tales from the Lich always stay connected through gaming and friendship. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com Hey, uh, happy Valentine's Day.